Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, ArmorAll, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on ArmorAll products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. At Gas Price Wizard on Twitter, president, founder of. You tell us what you're the founder of. How are you? For affordable energy and uh, a drifter. I think many people like me to drift away from that boy at this point. <laughs> and I'm telling you, I wanted you to say Canadians for affordable energy because. I filled up uh, my gas tank earlier today, and I won't even tell you what the total was. But it was 241 a liter, because I have to have that 91 octane, which the manufacturer decided. And then I see that in, uh, was it Vancouver, 231.9? Well, actually, no. Someone put that out there, and it's 236.9 right now, which means, of course, uh, uh, premium is 260 a liter, almost free. Getting towards $3 a liter, Roy. It was my old buddy, Gene Valaitis, who... uh, yeah, that, that's right. That price. Gene and I worked together years ago at what was then uh, Talk 640 in in Toronto. A lot of people thought it was Talk 640. I said, no, it's Talk 640. <laughs> remember it well. I remember uh, it well. Yeah. You were in the studio with yes. me there. Remember? We yes, had a very memorable session in there. Uh, it was. I won't forget that one. And, uh, <laughs> oh, you won't. Uh, the work you did for me back then. Uh, I didn't do anything to you. It was Held you, held you accountable. You were a politician, and you, and you didn't back away, and you took took it head on. Good for you. You're still doing that. All right. Look, um, price of gasoline continues to go up. What are we facing in the next days and weeks across the country? Yeah, I'm looking at three to five more cents a liter this week, unless something dramatic should happen that I can't see, Roy. So we're, you know, if you don't like two fourteen nine for regular gasoline. In the GTA, 236, 237 in Vancouver, uh, you know, uh, 188 in Calgary, uh, Montreal, 230, uh, sorry, 227, 226. Um, if you don't like those prices, then uh, just give it a few more days. I don't see any relief on the horizon. Um, it doesn't really matter what's said or what's done or you know, what gyrations uh, our politicians are trying to exercise. Um at the end of all of this, there is a, a real strong, deeply embedded view that gas prices have to get to such an extent that it breaks every Canadian. So we all drive EVs, uh, put solar panels on our roofs, and of course, uh, get all of our energy, uh, you know, uh, via windmills. Uh, and I, I'm not saying that tongue in cheek anymore. I've really had enough. I predicted this was going to happen a year and a half ago. Driving.ca, David Booth, my good old friend from my days when I was public relations at Toyota Canada, did a expose saying how we're going to get to two dollars a liter here we are uh and it's not going to get better yeah that's really really disturbing um you think of the families and struggles that are taking place now we just talked with uh sylvain charlebois from dalhousie university a professor about food prices and where food is and what food security is about spoke with professor Harry cam macroeconomics at Toronto Metropolitan University. And now I'm talking to you, and these are all issues that affect us every day at our dinner table. Affect us First thing, we wake up in the morning. This is what a lot of people think of. Because now it's a question of how do I get through my day? 
what's it going to cost me to drive to work and home? Uh, what's it going to cost me when I go to the grocery store? I actually talked to somebody the other day, Dan, who said they calculate what time of the day they're more than likely to find things a little bit cheaper, just a couple of cents. Uh, just to, you know, to, what, what time of the day am I going to be a little more successful than other time of the day? I don't even know that that equation exists, but that's one person's thinking. That's where at least that person is. People are doing whatever they can, Roy, but the inevitable is starting to rear its ugly head. And that's with government saying we have to double down, triple down, quadruple down on green energy. You're paying for it now. Blocking pipelines, restricting investments in oil and gas, the very thing that we all need drives food prices up medicine prices up, lumber prices up, mining prices, destroys the Canadian dollar. Look, there has to be a means to an end. And at the end of all of this, I think it's pretty clear uh, this policy of uh, quadrupling down on green energy has been a colossal failure, and it's hurting the very people that they need to bring on board. So I look at a news story that came out of Germany the other day. And Germany is not known as a a country with great uh, oil reserves, I don't think. No, no, they're not. So, so the Germans who are facing an energy crisis and are still importing Russian natural gas, um, less, but they are. The Germans look at what's happening to the people in Germany. They look at what's happening as far as uh, the prices are concerned. And they decide what they're going to do is lower the taxes on gasoline by 30 cents a liter. They lower the taxes on diesel by 14 cents a liter. That's Germany. Here we are, the third largest um, country, third largest reserves in the world. And we have, tell me if I'm wrong about this. I said it earlier. I want to hope I'm right. The next month, Mr. Trudeau's next installment of the carbon tax increase kicks in. Yes. Well, he begins what's called the clean fuel standard. That requires uh, refineries to reduce their carbon intensity. Uh, It may not happen overnight in July, but it begins next month when no one's paying attention. That's why I'm screaming this from the top of my lungs uh, next month the clean fuel standard second carbon tax uh, kicks in and by the way for the non-listeners in british columbia uh sorry for you know the, except for british columbia if you like 237 a liter that's a little bit more than 215 then that's what the clean fuel standard is going to do stefan gibo justin trudeau and this cabinet want this to go to three bucks a liter if they can this is their transition and they want to clobber us over the head with it they don't like saying it but, uh, you know, in certain crowds, rarefied crowds, their buddies, their friends, that's exactly what they're doing to Canada. And it's time for Canadians now to push back and say, okay, is this, written, is this written anywhere, Dan? It's not written anywhere because you have to deal with the folks that are at the negotiation table. What's called the RIAS, the uh, Regulatory Impact Analysis Statement, will be formalized in July. Uh, on, you know, the mere fact that you and I are having this discussion might kick it back a couple of weeks, maybe a couple of months. They're, they know the other shoe is going to drop. And, of course, they're going to say, well, hey, look, all these uh, refineries are going to go out and they're going to, you know, they're going to invest money in renewables. They're going to spend $7 billion bucks for temporary jobs to blend more ethanol into our gasoline. But when that's all said and done, you and I pay for it. And um, it's, not a, it's not a pretty show. And it's not going to create uh, that just transition of jobs. They take away jobs from the oil gas sector and replace them with temporary jobs. It's uh, going to hurt Canadians. And these are permanent increases in the price of fuel, the thing we need to drive our economy. Okay, something else I want to run by you. I don't know if this is sure. true, but you do. You will. Uh, I read a story the other day. And for the second time, I read a, a different one, same issue. A few weeks ago, and that is the creation of solar panels 
Um, I don't know if most of them in the world are created or are built or are manufactured in China. Uh, maybe you, you would know. But what I what I read was that China is burning massive amounts of coal in order to produce and manufacture yes. the solar panels. Yes. No. Yes, and diesel, uh, and uh, you know, because they don't have natural gas from Canada, because they're too busy blocking LNG and other natural gas pipelines. Yes, so that's exactly what they're doing in order to give us that sense that we're doing something right by the environment. Everything from the lithium production uh, to the rare earth minerals, all these things require significant amounts of, of pollution. But because it's not CO2, we don't consider it. Look, the litmus test for all of this is CO2. And uh, because we have a fixation on CO2 to the detriment of everything else, we don't include China, India, and the others that are having to play catch-up or to produce those clean forms of so-called energy renewables, uh, they get a pass, and uh, we continue to absorb it. We shut down solar panel firms here in Canada, in Ontario. We learned that from the Green Energy Act here in Ontario. Uh, we lost jobs, net jobs, 37,000. So yeah, that was a lot of genius strokes. That green oh, yeah. energy and it's, it's being repeated by the same actors who controlled Ontario until Doug Ford defeated them. Same actors who now run the show in Ottawa. Same, same, same mess, different, uh, different names. So uh, I've, I've asked uh, other guests on the issue of economics, um, food. I'll ask you on the fuel and energy front. Where are we going to be a year from now, keeping in mind what people can realistically expect to be earning a year from now? Where will we be? What, what will yeah. we be paying well, look. This time last year, average price was a buck twenty-five to buck thirty. Uh, diesel about the same. Uh, we're now looking at two thirty for diesel uh, for gasoline, and about the same for diesel. I don't see this changing. Uh, there might be some, you know, unless we get an international great recession caused by this. Uh, we're paying the same price, and uh, this has to be absorbed. It has to be passed through. Get used to the word fuel surcharges on everything, including food. So, uh, okay, one quick question before we take a break. Sure. If the fighting ends in Ukraine, how much of a change did that make? And if it does, how quickly? 10, 10 to $15 a barrel, maybe a 10 cent drop. Uh, that's it. The uh, fundamentals of getting to $2 a liter, as I said a year and a half ago, are still in place. So we're not going down under 2 bucks. No. Let's take your call. Is all of what's going on with the price of gasoline, with uh, interest rates, with food concerns, is it... Affecting your life and your family's life. Let's start with Joe in Vancouver. Joe, thanks for the call. I just want to chime in. I've been listening to you for a long time. I really appreciate your insight. And, uh, you know, I'm not getting, I'm not that old myself, but I'm, I'm definitely getting up there a little bit, getting older now. But uh, it goes back, and I don't sound like a cynical old man. It's like my old man once told me, uh, he's still around, but he told me that uh, he said, uh, you know, uh, I'll be careful to say here. He's, you know, he said to me, any stupid can make the money, very few can manage. And, you know, there's, there's these cliches that... Even the ants, they say for rainy day. Before the pandemic happened, I was actually in Florida. And what's interesting, I was watching the news there, and they say that you know, there's miles-long lineup for the food bank and for, for what have you in Miami and in Orlando and Tampa. And I was even in California, what have you. And what's interesting is one fellow said, he said, there are actually a lot of nice cars in the lineup there. You had people who were, who were, yeah. who were driving yeah. you know, Nissans and, and Hondas and Chevys right. and relatively new cars. That's right. And, you know, there's a, there's a dentist in Tampa when I was watching the news. He goes, you know, I'm going to go broke. And what's interesting, and the point I want to make here, is what's, which, what we've seen when people are complaining that, oh, you know, they're hard up, food prices are high, and, and this is high and that's high. The problem is that, and I'll be careful what I say here, because everyone's situation is different. I don't mean to judge. But the problem is people have developed a habit 
with the interest rates being so low for such a long time that they haven't learned to save. I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're saying. Joe, I appreciate the call. Thanks for the good words about the program. But it, it is true that there are people whose circumstances are changing dramatically and very quickly because of what's going on around them. You're not always you're not always able to shift and move as quickly as you would like to. Dan, thoughts on that call? I think people are starting to feel the pinch. Um, they've had two good years. Some people saved up, but a lot of other people have had to realize that uh, their uh, the wage that they're earning is not enough to cover these increases. And it doesn't really matter where you turn. There's very little in the way of safe harbor. Yeah. And it was such a, I mean, it was a fairly juvenile description, uh, definition of inflation. But it's one I came up with, you know, it was my brain had its maximum capacity a few months ago. When I said uh, inflation is when you go to the gas station and the grocery store on the same day and you can't afford to fill up it either. Rick is in Port Moody, British Columbia, getting lots of calls from BC at 800-263-2428. Rick, what about it? Is all of this that's going on, the food situation, the food costs, the uh, the, the interest rates, uh, inflation, and the price of gasoline, is it affecting you and your life directly? Oh, absolutely. And, and first of all, you know, thanks again for taking my call, Roy, and uh, nice, to, uh, nice to meet you, um, uh, Mr. McDermott. Um, definitely. You know what? I, I retired a few years ago initially uh, in 2018 thinking, you know, we're, we're kind of set. Um, I had some other projects I wanted to do. And now, you know, three years into this, I'm, uh, I am really concerned. I mean, we, you know, we, we watch everything that we, we spend. I mean, I don't know the last time I filled my truck up from empty to full only because I keep waiting for it to drop down, you know, so 50 bucks, 60 bucks at a, at a time, um, like a lot of people, I'm not destitute yet by any stretch of the imagination, but, uh, I mean, I go to the stores and, and check out the day old articles that are marked, you know, marked down by 50% and, and I'll buy, you know, eight loaves of bread and I'll stick them in the freezer because I, I know that, you know, we can start saving some of that budget just by doing things like that. But it, it is insane. And I don't know where this is going to end. I mean, I, I, I really have do you, to. Do you, think, do you think there's a, uh, a political agenda, at least partly responsible for what's going on? And I'm not I'm not floating a conspiracy theory here. No, 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 I'm, no, I'm no, simply no. I'm, I'm echoing. I'm parroting my friend Dan. I, I, I think there are narratives that, that you know, are, are the standards that are, that are followed. And, and one of the biggest narratives we have right now is, is related to energy. Um, you know, the quote-unquote green energy movement is, is as intent as it is, and, and everyone is saying, you know, the earth, earth will destroy itself because we're global warming. And they're absolutely right. We are warming. Um, but but I, I think that the agenda is we need to blame us when in reality, you know, you, you look at the big picture, the earth has warmed up every hundred thousand years, uh, you know, by 200 or 350 uh, parts per million of carbon input. Uh, you know, we as, as humans have only put in about 28% of that now. And, and we're at the peak. This is where it's going to be. Rick, you're going to get me a thousand emails now. Thank you. Oh, okay, well, that's, that's reality. But, but the reality. I know, I got it. I, I appreciate your call. Uh, I appreciate your call. Thank you very much, Rick in Port Moody, British Columbia, and thank you for the kind thoughts. Uh, the, I, said, I said this some time ago, got me another thousand emails. Why was it called Greenland? It's all covered in ice now, because in the 1500s, they grew grapes there. There were vineyards. And I don't think there were too many Mustangs roaring around with, you know, Drag racing on street corners. Anyway, Mr. McTagg, we have uh, 30 seconds. They're yours. What, need, what do you want to say to end this thing? 
Well, I think we need to get our uh, public involved with uh, with finally pushing back on government actors, especially at the federal level, uh, to recognize that this is an untenable situation um, and it's going to lead to a crash in the economy. And you will not gain your green credentials by doing that. In fact, you'll probably drive away a lot more people that would otherwise be on board. I think we need a balance. We're not going to get that with Trudeau and uh, Mr. Uh, Mr. Singh. So I think it's time for Canadians to uh, get a little bit more active and start to uh, push harder back and say that this is not affordable. Federal government is making a lot of money on the higher prices. Uh, that windfall should be back to Canadians for a rebate or at least a cut in taxes. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.